0: And gentlemen. Uh we're live. This is uh episode one hundred and fifty eight of the good old bloody thumbs podcast. We're live on Mixler M I X L R dot com. Mixler dot com slash Bloody Thumbs Podcast. Uh let's see we got some some folks here. So we got a we got a whole nice chat room set up here. So we'll see how this uh this fares after just testing this out and only finding out about it not very long. Uh, not <laughs> very long ago, but I'm digging this so far. I did some tests and it's it sounds good. It sounds very yeah. good. Um, how are you doing, Mr. Ch. Cora? Not to not to forget you, Mr. Ch hey, hey.
1: It is my pleasure just to be a part of. It's it's a pleasure just to be nominated or snubbed in the case of uh, the uh, female director of Selma. But uh, you know that that's politics in Selavy. Apparently, you can't say anything about uh bad about anything bad about uh, Lyndon Johnson because uh, that'll. Earn you some iron. Anyway, really weird hand side. I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm I'm fantastic, man. It's all it's all been good to reintroduce uh, ourselves. I am Splitter Splitter Forty Seven, and this is my co-host C H Golrag. For any yeah. of the new listeners out there, so yeah, I mean, I just wanted to. It was good that we got this recording. Ago, uh, it's, it's very good. Got that going yeah. here. Um, but yeah, I've been well it all all has been good keeping keeping busy with work and and reading comics. that's all I've been doing. I haven't played a whole lot of of games as mm-hmm. much as I like to I guess I guess it's because there's not much out that's really uh yeah catching my eye we're gonna we're gonna get to that point soon um
1: well, I have a, yeah there there's not too much out there i've I have a few, but that's just kind of on the backlog that I just finally got up to. So I'll be happy to talk about that
0: for sure for sure right. I got a few I got a few small uh, tidbits here and there about some games I've played and what I'm currently currently up to nowadays but yeah all, all's been good for me as some of you may or may not know I indulge myself in in, in the journey of, of another tattoo the a, a bayonet yeah. tattoo of all things which which came out it looks came out pretty nice.
1: Pretty badass, man. That is, that is an excellent looking tattoo.
0: I I like the design of it. It's just pretty much uh, Bayonetta summoning her, her hair monster, as we've seen it plenty of times in, in Bayonetta whenever you finish it off a boss. It yeah. came out great. I I really, really dug it. It took about like an hour and a half or so. So, <laughs> I, after Dude, a while, like, it gets. How sore were you? What was that? How sore were you after
1: you got uh, the tattoo in
0: nah, not probably like a day or two after it's weird like it doesn't it doesn't hurt as bad after you finish i uh, mm. uh, I guess I could say that about other things but it, it didn't hurt too bad uh it was it's very it's very like uh you get kind of numb to the pain after a while and then it just doesn't hurt as much which is nice i it i guess it depends on your your pain tolerance when it comes to needles uh mm. i actually I actually saw a video on YouTube, they are showing uh, a zoomed-in uh, on the the needle going in, in and out the skin in slow motion, which is pretty cool. Uh, probably check that out. Ooh. See Ooh, the I... It's a process. I... I,
1: you know, I, I uh, well, it, was it like a reality TV show, or is it just like a
0: scientific show? It, it was one of these... Uh, one of these independent YouTube channels, you know, they do do they do some like science or some interesting videos, much like you'd see like on uh, Discovery Channel when it actually was about discovering things. Uh, it was it was done like, uh. it was done in that kind of kind of that format, very very uh, straightforward, uh, interesting uh, kind of video. And, and you know, indulging you into the many different aspects of life, much like getting a tattoo. How does it feel? What's it look like? What's the process? All that stuff. It's like how it's made.
1: <laughs> oh, how it's made for those who enjoy ink.
0: Very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's that's uh, what I what I got done over the last uh, time we recorded the the previous, which was about probably, probably about late last month or so uh yeah that's pretty much it i i also want to get badass yeah thank you sir thank you sir uh want to get i just want to make sure that people are aware i just want to get this out there because we haven't been really plugging it as much it's not really vital because it's not something that we're heavily relying on anything in terms of like profit so to say no. i but I just wanted to bring up. I just wanted to bring up because really it is a it really is a good deal. You're not really losing anything. It's uh, I just wanted to bring up uh, Audible again. Audible Audible dot com. If you if you guys visit the uh, the site that we have set up the the custom URL. It's been a while since we said it, but it's it's trial dot com slash BloodyThumbs. Be pretty much it. It pretty much gives you a free month of Audible and and one free audiobook to keep. So that's I mean that's. An offer in and of itself pretty damn good and it also helps us out. we get a nice uh incentive we get a nice paycheck uh on the way and and you know all that will go to funding the show whether whether it be uh equipment or maybe even this service on mixer so that'll keep us uh doing this show longer live in the future oh yeah or some uh, or some giveaways we haven't done those in a while, but we're gonna be getting that all up on all up in uh, construction and get it going for this new year. Get all that going.
1: Yeah. It, um, you know, I, I, I personally will vouch for Audible. And even if they weren't sponsoring us, uh, I would say definitely support these guys. I love audiobooks. Um, and just to throw that out there for a suggestion for, uh, especially, uh, you know, if you go through uh, audible.com, you go through bloody the bloody Thumbs link uh, and get a free you'll not only get uh, free credits for a book, but you'll get one every single month. And one that I would recommend that I just listened to, well, relatively recently, was um, Hyperion by Dan Simmons. And uh, it's it's narrated by a bunch of guys, Mark Viator, Allison Johnson, Kevin uh, Persow, I hope I'm saying that correctly, Jay Snyder, and Victor Bavine. And uh, it's a really interesting sci-fi book. I would... Almost equated to the sci-fi equivalent of Game of Thrones. It's actually really, really interesting and delves into a lot of uh, questions about spirituality as well as just uh, the journey and the length that we'll go to for not only for ourselves but for others. So I would definitely say give it a look-see.
0: Very good, very good. I I haven't listened to any anything uh, audio related. I gotta gotta get on that. I know that there's uh, there's also a very cool service. I'm not. If only we had a sponsorship, I, w- I would I would plug it right away. I actually, uh, actually found a site where you can listen to. There's some, but not not every not every comic, but it, it has like uh, some audio audio books for some comics. I saw one one time, which is pretty interesting. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be cool to actually just like sift through the physical copy of the comic as as it's being read along to you. It's very done very well. It's like it's presented in this very theatrical uh, kind of way where it's. Uh, has all the all the very nice uh, uh, audio editing and mixing, and so it's like it's, it's, it's all the special effects, all that good stuff, just to fully immerse you into the comic that you're reading, but you're also listening to. So, you know, yeah. If only I if I only had the link, but uh, that'll be for another time.
1: Uh, that seems like the best of that. That almost seems like a genre. Of media within itself, where you have motion comic movies, you have uh, animated movies, you have comic books themselves, and this actually—that actually seems kind of like a nice little uh, little midway point between them all, as the as, you know you can have the budget of whatever the heck you want for a comic book, of like okay, we're just going to blow up uh, London. Why don't we do that? And then you can do that, and while having uh, professional voice actors as well as the great visuals uh provided by the coffee artist.
0: Yeah, it's a nice little kind of uh niche little thing uh they got going on there. I, I could see it I could see it catching on. They got to get they got to get more uh some more uh things to offer and there from what I saw on the site not too long ago. There was wasn't much there, but uh it's got some potential if they if they get enough backing or or more funding on that. But uh yeah, other than uh-huh. that it's very it's very cool, very very cool. So uh, what have you? Uh, what did you want to delve into tonight, sir? I know that, like we mentioned, we got a lot. Uh, we got a lot. Yeah,
1: we. I mean, it just—it's not only um, in terms of, uh, you know, it's a large spectrum. I've tried to catch up with comics. I've tried to catch up with books. I've tried to catch up with movies. I've tried to catch up with TV shows. I've tried to catch up with video games. And um,
0: okay, yeah, maybe I mean, we could we could talk a little bit about. Uh, about movies we can get into yeah. that a little bit I, I, I haven't caught up a whole lot on some of the uh nominated movies i've seen about maybe two of them i believe which uh yep. I, I got a lot to go on but there's definitely some options so I'll, I'll check out on a later time but i've seen i've seen birdman and american sniper i really Bird like Birdman. i like birdman very good
1: yeah, I, I was really sad that uh, Phil Ken Seven was not in the in the cast, sadly, and that, that that Harvey Birdman was not practicing law.
0: I would like to see that one day, a Harvey Birdman movie.
1: Uh, but uh, I, I, you know, that that's a movie I have not seen. Birdman, I I've heard good things about it. Of. You know, I and you know, I haven't actually got. I haven't been on the movies as much. I've seen The Imitation Game. I've seen American Sniper. Um, I haven't seen Boyhood. And uh, you know, but you know, thinking about like Harry Potter, that's the real Boyhood. It's like Boyhood or Boyhood plus magic, and and Alan Alan Rickman.
0: Yeah, I've heard I've heard some some things about Boyhood. I I normally don't go, like to go upon what I hear, but I I hear it's it's not not that great. I think the whole the whole gimmick of it is just to got the director spending ten years making the movie. I hope I hope that's not just the case. But uh, from I kind of hope I've heard it's just it not it's not all that great. It's just because it took ten years to make It's So uh, I guess that's why they're giving it some kind of nomination. Say hey, you worked on this ten years. It took ten years to make this movie. What do you got to show for? <laughs> yeah.
1: It, I mean, it, it's 10 years in the making. you think they'd have a you know, a little bit of a better script.
0: I ain't, I ain't, it didn't help Duke, Duke Nukem Forever over its only, only 10 years <laughs> right. the making. So I, I think maybe that could be applied.
1: You know, I think all lawsuits would be dropped against Gearbox for uh, Alien Colonial Marines if they just said, we are sorry for releasing Duke Nukem Forever.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. As much as I was looking forward to a Duke Nukem game, me me being such a fan of uh, the original arcade uh, Duke Nukem, the original Duke Nukem, it's it was a shame that uh, I got released. Good uh, thing I didn't buy it full retail. I'll be a little bit, a little bit salty on on the purchase, but I, I got it for relatively cheap. I mean, that game when it came out, mm-hmm. it, it dropped so quick in price. Oh
1: it dropped like a le- like a ball of molten lead. Just like nobody would want- wanted to touch it. Everyone was like, yeah, this is pretty crap. It wasn't even like, oh, some people say they liked it, some people say it was bad, or like some people said it was kind of, eh, it's not really up to legend, and others said it was bad. It's like, no, no, this is just straight-up crap.
0: Yeah, it's just a uh, culmination of a lot of things that uh, w- was outdated. It's just kind of almost like copy-and-pasting what what they had, all the code they had, it was just releasing it for the sake of some of of the pre-orders that uh, that they had, which was like which built up for almost like over years. Someone pre-ordered that game. I think I saw someone post the, the receipt <laughs> that they they pre-ordered that game like ten years ago, and probably when at the time it got announced. So it's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: it, I mean, there was there was like. The uh, people had to apolog- uh Stores had to apologize for pre-orders for that game for the longest time because it kept on being announced, then shelved, and then, you know, I, I, yeah, you know, when it was released, it was just everyone was like, "Yeah, it's probably not going to live up to expectations." But this wasn't even like the barest minimum of expectations. Like, okay, just a you know a mediocre game. It was like, wow, this is not good. Mm-hmm. Like, who? <laughs> It's. It was. God. I mean, at least you could throw a turd in there. That's that's the highlight, and and sign a little kid's uh, card by drawing things in it. I I drew penis and boobs because that's what you do as a classy gentleman.
0: I mean, that's what I wanted to do, but it's impossible to draw anything uh, coherent on, on the console. So I went with the the good old triangle, and I called it a day. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. They certainly have made sure that uh, no fun can be had in that game.
0: <laughs> so, um, other than yeah. other than Birdman, yeah. Birdman is pretty much the the one that I've seen that I, I like the most. I like uh, the movie's pretty much. Uh, it's shot at like it's a one take. It's like a continuous shot. You know, there's some mm-hmm. sneaky edits here and there, but it's pretty much uh, a a character driven movie. It's almost like a, a character study on. What it's like to be a, a washed-up celebrity? and It kind of almost, uh, almost kind of uh, mimics, you know, Michael Keaton's career in in a way. Uh, a yeah, because of the Batman. A, yeah, of him, you know, in the shadow of, uh, of Batman. It's pretty much that. what the whole movie is about him, him trying to uh, start get a, get a play together, and, and 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 you see the whole process of getting this play together, and, and him being on 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 sta- on the kind of Broadway kind of stage rather than just a Hollywood movie uh, that that's going on they used to the career they used to have so you see all that unfold and uh, you see him do do that kind of for kind of wrong right, for the kind of wrong reasons and uh, kind of self justifying his existence and all that is really cool the some of the themes mm-hmm. that are in there and it also kind of pokes fun at like these uh, High-budget action movies, like yeah, and there's like this scene in here was like, oh, explosions, yeah, that's what all people want to see. It's like the the Birdman character talking, he's talking to him in his head <laughs> throughout the movie. You get some of that. It's like, come on, make another, make another Birdman movie. Everyone wants to see that shit. You know, all uh, all that little uh, thoughts going yeah, that, on. The, the Black life. Swan moments
1: where he's like looks, he looks in the mirror and like the his mirror image like just becomes a giant Birdman. <laughs>
0: It got it got some of those moments. I mean, the opening opening scene of the movie is him in his underwear, like levitating off the ground. So we got that. <laughs> if that doesn't in Manhattan, it. yeah, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. I mean, just I've I've heard nothing but good things about bourbon.
0: Yes, check it out. I I can provide you, you know, some connections on that if you want to. talk Ah, about okay. it. you know what I'm saying. I know a guy. <laughs> I, I'm the DL. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I'm the DL.
1: <laughs> but I, yeah, I heard Michael Keaton's performance is great. Emma Stone, uh, Edward Norton is great. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking. That's one of the other ones I'm looking forward to seeing. I have, uh, you know, not unfortunately, I've not seen a lot of the Oscar caliber uh, movies. But then again, my uh, idea of an Oscar caliber movie would be nominating. Uh, uh Dave Batista for Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: He was he was surprised he was surprisingly uh good and that mm-hmm. I didn't expect a lot from from him. Uh, I haven't seen him he has he's done a few like I guess small films. But is. uh you know he's been he's but he's got I mean wrestling you get some of that uh I guess some of that acting in, in motion. That, that helps a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. It's uh it's kind of, I don't know why it's so easy not not easy. well no I do know why it's so easy just because uh, you have uh, you know these wrestlers who are uh, yeah, MMA fighters and wrestlers who are in great shape who are perfect for action movies like stone Cold Steve Austin or Nathan Jones who just you know who are just, you just command the screen and then who can just transfer easy not a lot of them are great actors but then again we get uh, the once out of all you know, a few like uh, Dwayne Johnson, who are just like, oh my gosh, this guy's actually really charismatic. He could really carry a movie, and uh, you know, Dave Bautista seems to have a little bit of that magic in him.
0: Uh, that definitely earned him a spot uh, in, in the next James Bond movie. I forgot about that. Steve a- Rome in the chat bringing up that knowledge. It's gonna. Be, oh really? I didn't he's know be, that. Yeah, got I think he's gonna be like a henchman. He's gonna have some role in Ooh, in yeah. the next James Bond movie. Which is always um, something I look forward to. I like the you know the current run they got going with 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 James Bond and Dan Craig. this James mm-hmm. Bond has been pretty pretty good. You know, had a little little bump in the road, and it wasn't too bad with with Quantum of Solace. But you know, they got they had two good movies out of three, so it's you know they're, they're on a good streak so far.
1: Uh, yeah, I would, uh, Casino Royale I think is you know a really good James Bond movie. Um, I thought Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace was a mixed bag. Uh, Skyfall, I feel like, oh, this is really interesting, and then it kind of ran out of steam at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. I really hope the next one just knocks it out of the park.
0: Yeah, don't we all? I mean, we all we all look forward to good movies out there. That's all we want, good movies. Yeah. The next GoldenEye. GoldenEye. The Golden Gun. Golden Eye. You know what?
1: funny? Uh, talking about James Bond and... Characters who've been played by multiple iterations. Everyone has their favorite James Bond. Everyone has their favorite uh Doctor from Doctor Who. And now everyone seems to be going to get uh their favorite uh Spider Man because uh Spider Man has been purchased by back by Marvel, Marvel Studios.
0: Yes, I did I did hear did, you hear? I, did I did hear that news. Was it, was it it was it was the the rights were given back to Marvel or are they are they or just something to the effect that may be wrong? I've, I've only read the headline. Are or the it's, it's, or it's mm-hmm. Sony working with Marvel?
1: It, yeah, it's essentially that. It's very vague in a lot of the wording, but but the barest minimum that we can tell from the deal is that Marvel will get the rights to Spider-Man. There will be a new Spider-Man. So Andrew Garfield is out, which makes me very, very sad because I thought he was an outstanding Peter Parker uh and you know the these they're going to have Spider-Man in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe but uh you know it's really weird because like Sony's still going to have some gr- creative control and will earn the money from solo Spider-Man outings but Marvel will will earn all the money from Spider-Man in shared universe stuff so like Spider-Man in Captain America Civil War which is what they're Referencing that he he might be in, uh, the you know Marvel would get that money, but you know the Spider-Man solo film that'll be all Sony. So it's it's a crazy mixed up world.
0: It is it is weird, but I think this is for the best. I mean, this is something we all really didn't see coming. We we would expected that Sony would continue to make so so Spider-Man films. I can't say. I can't say for sure because I haven't seen. Oh, I love those! I haven't films. seen. I haven't seen the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I've, uh, the last one I've seen, regrettably, regard- was was Spider-Man three, and I, after that, I just it it, it it left a sour taste in my mouth. and I just had no interest at all, and and just from the trailers alone, and from the things I've heard, I I really didn't have any interest in seeing any of the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Uh, but this has got. I mean, this is good because I know how essential. Spider-Man is in, in a way to the civil war because I I did read the mm-hmm. comic recently and and then you know he does that he does have a pivotal role in it. Uh he's kind of like pinned together in, in the middle in a way between yeah. uh Stark and and uh, Captain Rogers there.
1: It yeah, and I do wonder how they're going to tackle that because in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's pretty much secret identities kind of don't exist. It's like, oh, it's Captain Steve Rogers. Everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows that Tony Stark is Iron Man. Everybody knows who everybody is, especially after uh, The Winter Soldier. And it maybe they'll go like, okay, we can't force everybody into joining S.H.I.E.L.D. and to promote the piece, and maybe Spider-Man will be that part, but... It's kind. Of, it kind of has to be different, like how the Winter Soldier was kind of a different story in the comics versus the film. I think they might just kind of take pages and hints from the comic book and make it their own thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, could, I could, you could take uh, the premise for sure uh, on about the the comic and incorporate it into the movie. Like it's it's definitely there's definitely a lot of other definitely a whole lot of other characters they haven't even introduced that are, you know make appearances in. In Civil War, like uh, like Black Panther and, and Punisher, and a whole lot, a whole slew of other heroes that haven't even had their own movies yet. So they're gonna, uh, you know, they're gonna stick with what they have and and write around some of those that are that are not there, but not 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 hugely essential. But I think if they keep the same, they keep the same theme and, and premise, mm-hmm. you know, I can see it. Can see it'd be a pretty pretty big movie.
1: Chadwick Boseman is about to kill whoever becomes Spider-Man. It's like, you son of a bitch, you ruined my Black Panther movie by a couple of years. God damn it. <laughs> or whoever they get uh, for Miss Marvel and Doctor Strange and it, even Paul Rudd's like, damn it, you stole my thunder,
0: come on. <laughs> yeah, I look, I look forward to see what happens in, in the future. I mean, they're already uh, announcing it to come out almost two years from now, so they're already hot on the way. To get this, get a new Spider-Man film going, and I yeah. hope I look to I look forward to see it because I really I do like Spider-Man because I I did grow up along with watching a whole lot of other uh, superhero animated shows and Spider-Man was one of my favorite ones as well. Even you know we've talked about it before. I mean they you know they written they written around so much with that show just because it was so oh, yeah. heavily it was so heavily dictated cool. on uh, yeah very very PC and they didn't want to offend anybody so it was very. I had to write around a lot, and you know, just just based on that, and just the sh- the, the character and, sh- and stories they told on that. I mean, I really like I do like Spider Man. Just they just haven't really hit the nail on the head uh, entirely with the films. I I hope you know the the track records Have been good with Marvel, so I would I would say that uh, it's got some potential and and very optimistic about uh, a whole new solo Spider Man movie with uh, with Marvel at the somewhat creative helm here. Mhm. I mean this could open up a uh, interesting opportunity to maybe uh diversify the character, maybe maybe it doesn't have to be Peter Parker, I maybe mean, they can take uh Miles Morales. Miles Morales, you know, the, you know they got this these alternate universes that are just so confusing and out there. You can definitely they definitely do that.
1: I I think they actually might entertain that notion a lot just because uh you know both DC and Marvel have come under some criticism of kind of just hiring yeah you know, white actors for you know these roles and not really diverse, diversifying themselves so they might actually go with Miles Morales after, I mean they got Chadwick Boseman for uh they got Chadwick Boseman for Black Panther they're getting they're doing this Marvel movie and this would actually be a really good move I mean I think uh Donald Glover is still uh ready ready and raring for uh for the role
0: Yeah well I'm definitely excited at the uh mm-hmm. This whole thing is pretty cool. Pretty, it's a, pretty cool.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Love Spidey. So, um, uh, you know, how about we? Uh, you know, let's move on to something that I know we both have a have an interest in, and which is uh, comic books. You recommended to me uh, Saga, which I'd got the first volume, and damn, it is a very very good read.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny because. Uh, I've I purchased I pretty much purchased everything up to date uh with Saga. I have all the trade paperbacks that collect all the all the issues. Uh I think the I think the the new the new issue came out not too long ago, like a week or so ago. So I haven't and uh, to be honest, I mean I've heard a lot of good things about it. I, I, I have yet to read them <laughs> to be honest, because uh I've been wanting to just like uh Power read through them one day, and and hopefully by then, uh, when I do collect all the trades, so I'll just read the entire story one go. So I, I've been doing that with some of some of the few trades here and there. But uh, uh, so you're like you're liking uh, that that first volume of saga there. It's all good.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's a re- really good read. It's by uh, Brian K. Vaughan and uh, Fiona Staples, who is the illustrator, and they. Man, this is a fascinating universe, just because they set up a lot of political dynamics and a lot of interesting characters, and a lot of... It's funny, it's charming, it's sweet. It's definitely not safe for work in a lot of instances in terms of the violence and sexuality. But it is very well written. And I have to, I have to just applaud them for doing something so incredibly weird. There's a character in here named Prince Robot Fourth, who is... Oh, you know, he's a he's a robot, but instead of having a head, he just has a TV screen for a head, and you know, subconsciously, the, I guess his species projects images, so it'll be like, uh, like he gets yelled I'm, you know, just I, you know, just, but it's like not images that directly correlate. It's like some kind of tangential emotion, like if he gets. Uh, for instance, he can't perform in bed, and so one of the moments is that he, uh, the, the image that flashes on the screen is like a lion's tooth chipping, and it's like, that's that's just great, and uh, and it, it's uh, it's that kind of creativity, and they don't really, it's it just, they just have such a, Brian K. Vaughn just has such a grasp of great characters that you can immediately love, such a Fleshed out universe and t- such an interesting one too. It especially, it's essentially a universe at war, and there's a planet that is it caught in the middle of it, and two lovers who are trying to escape. And it's very, very interesting read. I'd I give it a hearty recommendation.
0: Very nice, very nice. I gotta, I gotta get on that. I may, I may start reading it again. I mean, I'm start reading mm-hmm. it. I haven't read it yet, but I, I may start reading it and see. See where it goes. I mean, I got a lot to read since I collected uh, all the volumes. Oh, yeah. I think there's like a total of over some, somewhat over twenty something issues. So I got, so I got plenty, plenty <laughs> of uh, there to read. So I'm, I'm interested in doing that one day. Uh, got some. I myself, yeah, I got, I got a couple things. I myself have, have read the, uh, yeah, some, some Grant morris's stuff. I've been, I've been really interested in, in some of his writing. I really liked. uh I liked a lot uh, some of his writing in for Batman. Uh, his run with Batman has been really, really damn good. I liked uh, mm-hmm. I liked the Batman and Robin story arc, the Batman Incorporated. You know, like expanding Batman in, at a global scale. I mean, it pretty much. How, how cool is that? That Bruce Wayne, it, it, his idea is to fool people from thinking for having any any sort of hint that he may be Batman is is coming out and saying he's funding Batman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's it that would be like I know what to do to encourage the judge not to think I'm the murderer. I'll produce the murder weapon. Like here you go. See, it couldn't possibly be me. Otherwise, it would be stupid to provide this evidence.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know during that arc, you know introducing Damian Wayne, like at, at that that hearing that a while back without reading it, I, I wasn't too huge on the idea of Batman having a son, but it turned out really well, especially. It, this there was this whole arc. I mean, when it comes to reading these Grant Morrison Batman runs, you gotta start. You gotta start from like the beginning. You gotta there's a, a reference. <laughs> it, it continues on from a previous story that happened before. So you gotta you gotta get the full. You get the full story by reading the the first ones that have come out. I know people say that he's he's hello 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 hello. Oh no, you lost C H. We lost them. C H go wrong. I gotta call him again. I think it may be a good time to.
1: Hey, I'm sorry. I, that was Uh-oh. that was really weird. I, I I just conked out there for a second. Uh-oh.
0: Okay. You hear me now?
1: Yeah, I can hear you now. Perfect. I'm sorry. What were you saying?
0: No, I was just saying that uh, some people would say that Grant Morrison stuff is is a bit. Uh, Hard to hard to read, like it's like it sometimes doesn't make sense. It does at at the beginning, but if you read the throughout, if you read his whole arc, his whole arc before, and then after you read it again, it does make sense. There's some things in there that are little, a little far fetched. That may it 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 requires you know previous knowledge on something else prior to reading that reading that storyline. But pretty much what what I'm trying to get at here is uh, I finished reading. Uh, one of my omnibuses that I buy, I've been I've been in the in the in the mood of buying these uh, huge collected uh, comics they call omnibuses. So I've been I read uh, I read through the whole Grant Morrison arc of New X Men, which has been really good. I really enjoyed reading that. It's pretty much pretty much the story of of the X Men being outed and they're not not really in costumes anymore, and they kind of reference how. It was kind of silly that they were in costumes fighting crime and all that stuff and uh <laughs> that's where they kind of introduced more like the uh uniforms the the leather uh leather jackets yeah leather jacket uh, uniforms and there's a whole a whole different kind of arcs where you know they they introduced that and then there's also this this uh discussion on you know as you you'd see in the movies the humans being afraid of mutants and it's also this the story arc on humans uh possibly being becoming extinct over the next hundred few hundred few so years so this there's that and then there's a whole lot of other story arcs going on at the xavier school you get you get more of uh of a lot of things going on at the school itself because other others you other like x-men stuff you would see them go out on a global scale and fighting whoever they're fighting you don't really see them uh hanging out at the school very often this so this one takes it back a little bit there's more things going on at the at the school than you normally wouldn't see at a film. Yeah, X-Men. It,
1: it's normally like you you come back like uh, at the end of spoiler alert. So close your ear for a minute. But like at the end of Days of Future Past, where Logan and Charles Xavier are talking about like you you'll be late for your history class. Like, oh yeah, these guys are teachers. I forget that every time uh, they go out to you know trying to stop Magneto from creating a super weapon.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I really really dug that that uh, that whole that whole arc he did. So I've been I've been read right up upon that and then I'm also starting up uh again uh, Grant Grant Morrison's run on Doom Patrol. The very Doom Patrol Doom is Pre- kind of like the very obscure uh very obscure t- obscure title from DC. It's almost like DC's X-Men equivalent. It's really it, interesting. Ah,
1: is it Kind of like a, like a team up of misfits sort of thing
0: yeah it's like a team up of yeah exactly that I mean the the thing with them I don't know if you would consider them mutants but they they would consider them kind of more of uh, a. Other special cases uh, to the effect of like I'll give you some examples like one of the one of the members is is a guy that got in a car accident and and pretty much he pretty much died but they managed to uh, implant his brain on a robot body so you get that. <laughs> his brain's on a robot body and there's some there's some humor there there's also some like very uh, very very serious dramatic f- tones to that you know he, he's kind of uh, talks about how he how you you know how people with no limbs have that phantom pain but with him he's got the phantom pain all over the place because he's, all he's got to do is his brain <laughs> and on the robot body
1: and, you know, I, well I'm pretty sure he's angry at Hideo Kojima for uh, the Metal Gear Solid
0: sequel <laughs> And then you also got uh, a, another character by the name of Crazy Jane. So she, her, her kind of issue is they—they they almost have like psychological issues in in a way. But also they, she, she has like about forty some odd personalities, and all the personalities have their own quirks or gifts to them. So she, she may have one personality that is really good. At deciphering like riddles or codes or things like that, and other and others that that can that can uh, uh, pretty much her other personalities can can be used as like powers in a way. So it's it's really interesting how her character is oh. written. So anything that could happen may happen with her that that could help them out in in certain cases. So these are very interesting different sort of cases they could take up upon. It's not really the typical fight uh, villains and and win. They're very like very like the obscure small things that you don't really wouldn't see like Batman or Superman tackle. Cause they, I don't know if they would really know how to handle that, that odd, <laughs> the odd cases yeah. they handle.
1: You know, uh, that's what I like about kind of the smaller characters or the characters who don't get a lot of attention because they can, th- those writers can get away with doing weird stuff or like stories that you wouldn't see, you know, Batman or Superman handling which I'm you know, which I'm always very grateful for just because it's like oh it's interesting to see the entirety of the universe and what's going on
0: exactly'm I'm, I'm digging what I've reading so far it's been interesting there was this one one story arc I read which is it's kind of hard to explain I may have to re- reread it again but it talks about how
1: it's by Grant Morrison it'll be very very hard to explain yeah,
0: exactly he's very <laughs> he's very out there he pushes the boundaries. Of of the comics, he's almost, I, I would say in some way he's almost like David Lynch of comics in a way. He kind of does he kind of does a lot of mind fucking going on in these comics. Damn good pie. There's some damn good bat pie. Oh man! Can't wait for can't wait for that new Twin Peaks to come out soon. The new Twin starring Peaks. Christian Bale. I, I dig it. <laughs> him 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 doing. Uh, him doing the American Psycho thing and just running, running down the, the, the lodge or like the lodge hotel with a chainsaw. That'd be cool. <laughs> with, like, with like apple pie all over his face.
1: Is that a cup of coffee? Yes, it
0: is. <laughs> oh, he's got milk in his coffee. Where's my milk? It's fun. It's Don't anymore. just stare at it. Drink it. It's fun. It's Times New Roman number six on his, on his business <laughs> card.
1: That, that is. Want. Oh, that is just one of the most hypnotic, crazy people roles I've ever seen.
0: It's good man. It's it's very crazy. <laughs> very crazy. The 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 story arc was on the Doom Patrol that I read last night. I mean, there's so much issues to this. I mean, this is a huge. This is a huge book. It collects like sixty issues in in all one in one book here, but one one of the things I read was about was about things existing, but they don't exist. It's it's we it's a uh, The things that are there, but they're not there. So it's like a a mix between reality and unreality.
1: That sounds like Grant Mor like Grant Morrison's brain. It's kind of here, but not really here.
0: (laughs) It's entirely confusing for me to explain it. Maybe if if reading it may help a bit, but even then, you're like, "What the what the hell did I just read?" (laughs) Pretty much like the whole the whole story ends on him about one of the one of the characters going up to these two. Characters that were created out of someone's writing that came to life and tell. And pretty much, there was one that told the truth and one that told the lie. And he was pretty much telling the one that that lies. If you, the things that exist don't exist, so that means you don't exist. You know that that <laughs> shit left me scratching my brain I was like what. And, pretty and much that's, that's how the philosophy
1: one one uh, final essay he got right on.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. I, I like it. It's different. Different in a way that it, it confuses me, but also it makes me think that yeah. there's something here. But in the end, this probably isn't. But I want to, I want to still <laughs> reread this again and makes some sort of sense out of it. But other than that, I, I've been. That's pretty much what I've been reading. I got a few other comics on the on the book tower shelf I got going on here that I have uh, have will continue to some somehow ignore, but I will read soon. I got a I got mm-hmm. a couple here. I did read, I guess to top off this discussion. The last the last new issue of Batman is the current it's still this this the current run of Batman that comes out on a monthly or semi-monthly basis depending on what the schedule is. It's it's continuing the story after the Batman Death of the Family story arc where Joker comes back.
1: That's my next to, one. To
0: Gotham. you got to read that. It's really it's really good. The Death of the Family. It pretty much continues after that. And pretty much is about Joker releasing a, a toxin in the city. A lot of shit always goes down in Gotham, so you know what what the deal is on this.
1: Uh, Why does anybody live there?
0: I I, maybe the rent is cheap. You know
1: <laughs> that. You know that would be that would be an interesting phrase. It's like, come on down to Gotham. Sure, you could be kidnapped by a supervillain, but hey, in this economy, you can't afford not to come here.
0: The rent is too damn low. <laughs> that's, the, that's, the pitch. <laughs> that's
1: being said by the Riddler or Hugo Strange.
0: So yeah, it's pretty much him releasing a toxin, uh in in Gotham, making everybody crazy and and, and attacking each other, uh, and it also gets into it, it. almost kind of rewrites in a way. That's the thing I like about Scott Snyder. He's written a lot of other Batman stories in his current run on the on the New Fifty Two Batman. It, it it's almost kind of create. He always has these storylines that kind of are multiple choice. It kind of is a lot of multiple interpretations you can have on. What certain things mean and what it doesn't tell you outright. What 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 this character's motives are, or what he's about, or his background is more very very uh, interpretational. Very, very interpretational. Uh, what I gathered from this last issue I read. that This probably could be spoilers, but it's also there's some implications on 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 Joker's origins and his history with Gotham. It, it may make him out to be maybe more. More, more than human than you would like to believe. Maybe he's like these kind of this kind of like devil or ghost of Gotham because he's there's been some, some implications on that. So that's all I'll say.
1: Please don't turn him into Jason from the Jason slasher series. <laughs> I, it. I mean, I, I kind of like the idea. Of, I mean, once again, I, I'm just voicing this opinion just because I would like to see more from the rogues gallery being treated with such, at least, dedication, but, you know, just, can we please give Joker a break? We get it. He's he's awesome. He's crazy. He's... I mean, and that's the problem, is that there's so many good ones with Joker, you know, so many good stories with Joker that they keep on continuing to use him. It's like, oh yeah, this is a great antagonist, but just, like, I'd love to see, you know, I'd love to see, like, uh, what is, uh, not the, not the moth, but, um... Mm-hmm firefly i like to see him get like a huge sweeping epic
0: that i mean that'd be interesting i mean why not Our crazy quilt crazy quilt mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you i can see the movie rights now played button up i was, no actually yeah dustin hoffman that's the only one who could do it
0: yeah i mean i know what you mean uh, i mean to be fair dc did did during the last couple of, couple of years when they started their new Fifty Two run, which is pretty much like a, a relaunch of some of their <clears> some of their properties. They did give the Joker about a, a break for about like a year and a half to focus on like other characters and stories. So I mean, you got I'll give them credit on that, and, and this is one of the few things that they're I guess l- leaning towards in terms of kind of wrapping up the the story arc for what's going on now on the New Fifty Two. Apparently. They're gonna, they're gonna clo- They're gonna finish off the new fifty-two continuity thing. So they're not gonna be really. I guess gotta go, gotta go back to the stuff that was going on before. It doesn't, it'll make a huge whole lot of sense. But that's what they're leaning towards. In terms comics of the, are weird. Yeah, comics are weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I'm, I, I heard about the new fifty-two. I mean, how disruptive would the cancellation of the new fifty-two to be uh, to somebody who has been reading them?
0: I can't say it would be too, too bad. I mean, it it, it always comes down to how the how the character is written when it comes to a, someone being introduced to like a new storyline. I mean, primarily they do they do a pretty good job at hinting towards uh, some some origin stuff without really getting too heavy on. On the origins, but I mean, what I remember when I got into reading the New Fifty Two stuff, it was pretty easy to pick up because it it pretty much doesn't rely too heavily on anything that may have happened prior to that launch. Like it doesn't doesn't rely on anything that may have happened, like on the previous run of maybe something Gretta Morrison wrote. So it's pretty much your knowledge on what you know of the character and just pretty much building up upon that and hinting towards maybe something new that they want to introduce. To the to the story, so it's not too bad. Pretty much what I'm gonna get gonna get to the nitty gritty on. Get to keep it short, but it's not too confusing.
1: Cool. I I, I will be reading uh, Death in the Family as I've heard. You know that's one of the most talked about uh, recent runs of uh, Batman that people are putting up there with uh, the Killing Joke and uh, Year One. I've heard.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you'll, I think you'll get a, a real good kick out of it, especially some of the, some of the themes and also motivations of the Joker this time. It's not really more about killing. It's more, it was more psychological than anything else. And uh, I think you'll, I think you'll like the take on this one for sure. It's a lot different than just a simple, hey, Joker's out there being crazy, killing, killing folks. Uh, it's, it's there's more, more deeper than that, and also some some interesting implications on uh, what the Joker may or may not know about Batman and uh, a whole lot of other interesting theories or ideas on, on maybe Batman's motivations on to why he hasn't, uh, why he hasn't killed Joker. Like the real reason why he may, he hasn't like taken down the Joker.
1: So that's it. You know, I I do like that. The, you know, the philosophy of, and the psychology of, of Batman and all of his rogues galleries, including the Joker. So, that's,
0: you that, huh. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I always liked about Batman, especially for most of the, most of the, most of the good villains have that aspect uh, to Batman. It's almost, it's always that, chick, was it, what came first, like the chicken or the egg? Like, what, what made these villains, was, were the villains, were the villains, have would they have come around if Batman wasn't around or the other way around I mean there's always that question that uh all the time asked if uh if Batman is, is ultimately good for Gotham mm-hmm. in the long run because there's been definitely some some characters that you you would think that you know I mean without without Batman they may not have been who they were uh if he wasn't around so it's all that. it's all that. I like that interesting aspect the Batman series, so we'll see. We'll see.
1: Color me interested. I, you know, I've I've always been interested in the Batman universe, and although I feel like DC really, well, actually, DC's gotten, I think, a better hold of their expanded stuff. Uh, I've been watching a few episodes of Arrow and the Flash, and you know, they're, they're doing well. But I just, I just wish they would just give Batman a break. But I do admit that there is great quality in that uh, in that series.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely like to see them uh, focus on some lesser-known characters. But you know, that's what what the comics are for. I mean, there's definitely a whole lot of different other uh, series and runs that are really good in their own right uh, that are out by DC. That isn't just Batman. You know, they got they got Batgirl out there. They got Nightwing and <clears throat> Deathstroke as well. He's got his own. He's got his own comic Red in Red Hood. All, all different different aspects from from the Batman universe. Uh, I don't I don't need to have Batman in them, but you know they're from from that universe primarily. Yeah, I would definitely like to see some resurgence on some, maybe some obscure ones come back and maybe have a different spin on. That'd be that'd be really interesting.
1: Yeah. It's. I mean, it's very difficult to keep characters who have lasted so long still fresh and interesting, and so I got to give props to DC for continuing to do that with the with the man in the Batsuit.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what they've always been striving for. A lot of times when it comes to, especially Batman and Superman, they've done they've done a different uh, one one off issues where like the Batman Earth One arc, and then and then I haven't read. Superman Earth One, but it's pretty much like I guess more of like a retelling or kind of alternate uh, take on the character. It doesn't it's not completely different from the origins, but you know they they, they do some things to change him up a bit. I heard he mm-hmm. got a new power, not not too long ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Really? What?
0: That uh, is he not already kind of overpowered? <laughs> I know that's what I was saying. It's like a it's an addition. It's like an additional. Like an additional combination or additional like fatality.
1: <laughs> it, it the uh, the writer just puts like down down up up left right left right ba <laughs> on the top of the page.
0: Yes, yeah, Steve Rome in the chat. If you can, if you remember what the what Superman's new power is, you definitely drop that there. He he, f- he follows comics as well. I mean, he's been comics longer than i have so i go to i was i went to him for some some of that knowledge on the new 52 so let me know steve let me know
1: (laughs) it it if it's written by grant morrison it might take a couple of paragraphs to it's like well back in the 70s there was this one character who was a part of this story arc but it was over here in this alternate universe like okay the the, i i'm gonna need a couple i'm gonna need a fresh. Pot of coffee and uh, some some to a couple of hours to get through all this.
0: And we're, and we're bringing in a character that was from the TV show in the fifties, but you wouldn't know that because he didn't watch the show in the fifties. But here he is. <laughs> That's
1: what he does. What he did. Some days just can't get rid of a bomb.
0: So Steve says he got he had super flare. He had a super <laughs> flare power.
1: Hmm. Super flare. Does that like mean that he can stop for like roadside assistance?
0: Yeah, the, if he could give get some more he, detail on what that implicates, Steve, I, I I did read about it a little bit. Now that I don't remember what that what the new power was about, but he's apparently it's a flare power. Hopefully, it's not the Ric Flair power of wooing. I don't know.
1: I I hope it's actually just like uh, he can bring in glow sticks into a nightclub and just like go crazy. And like he brings, he brings his own past fire, of course, because he's a you know he's a kindly gent like that. But you know, so, you know, Superman just going, going crazy in the in the technosphere. Weird,
0: weird. I'm actually
1: like, uh, this up. Like Terry Crews in uh, in White Chicks. White
0: Chicks. <laughs> By far, his most uh, memorable role for me.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I'd have to say yeah. I mean, more than the Expendables, more than uh, he's really good in Brooklyn PD, but. Um, yeah, that's just, and but but also the Old Spice commercials. Hmm. Uh, and so it just it it sounds like Batman's having an awesome run, and that's great. that They're constantly getting guys who know how to write him.
0: Uh, apparently, Superman's super flare power, I guess, somehow unleashes a massive solar flare and knocks somebody unconscious. <laughs> oh, it, I'm just reading the summary here. Maybe it's more. Maybe it sounds a lot. Looked a lot more cooler, in in the issue itself. But this this summarizes it very very brief.
1: Yeah, okay. it's like solar flare, like the sun cooking the earth. Solar flare, and it only knocks a guy unconscious.
0: I mean, if you can cook me some barbecue with that power, I mean, I'd, I'd be forever grateful.
1: <laughs> it's, fear me Lex Luthor fry frot, baby back wings baby back ribs <laughs> mm.
0: yeah I may have to do some more research on this and bring it up for the next topic of discussion next time yeah. I'm curious on what the hell that implicates uh, <laughs> if it even is a big deal after all but apparently from this, this headline here it, it may make him less super than, it, than we expected but uh, we'll leave that on the Ooh. cliffhanger
1: does the super flare make him human? I don't know.
0: Comics, okay. Man. Comics, comics, comics are weird. Comics, comics are, are weird.
1: Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, I, you know we can come right on back to Superman. I want to talk to you about something else: video games.
0: Video games. We can get into a brief discussion on it. Real quick. We got. It. We have five minutes left on this on this session here, so. I oh, guess, okay. I guess it's a good. I guess it's a good time. Do you to... want to
1: finish up Superman, and then we can go on uh, to video games?
0: Yeah, we're we can fit, we're pretty much done with Superman. I'll I'll do some more research because I'm very curious on that too, and I'll mm. bring it up on the next next time we record to see what the hell that's that whole thing's about when I do my research on it. But um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about some video games, folks. Let Let me just uh, stop the the recording and the live show real quick, and I'll start it back up just so we can get that hour timer back up and going again and we'll go ahead and continue so we'll be back after this
1: hello there listeners it is i ch gorod from the bloody thumbs podcast one of my favorite books of all time is douglas adams the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy Now, while i love reading the book sometimes i don't have the opportunity to do so so instead, I like to go on to Audible.com and download the audiobook, written and narrated by Stephen McFry himself. Now, for you, the listeners of the Play Thumbs podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. With over 100,000 titles to choose from from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And for those of you playing Diablo 3, Diablo 3 The Order is now available on Audible.com. Go to audibletrial.com slash light thumbs. Trust me, you've got nothing to lose.
0: All right, we're back again after that quick break. I think I think the timer thing may be beneficial because we whenever we do these recordings, we always go on like in a long, long span, <laughs> and we never take any breaks. So breaks, breaks, breaks are good. Mm-hmm. Folks, remember Brakes. that. Breaks are not bad. Get a nice Very little, right. get a nice little intermission there, especially on podcasts that go on, go on long. It's good to have a break now, here and now, here and again. Mm-hmm. So, on to the topic of, of video games, sir, what have you, yes. what have you been playing?
1: Ooh, I, I have been playing uh, two, uh, two entries that I'm. One is, uh, well, actually, they're both uh, on the backlog that I've just finished. Uh, one is uh, D4, oh. Dark Dreams Don't Die, by uh, Swery, and um, I gotta say I cannot wait to tell you about this game. <laughs> it, yeah, I'm sorry.
0: No, go ahead. I was just I was just thinking I was just uh, thinking about almost kind of we kind of like we have this discussion before. It's almost like the same when you introduced me to uh, Deadly Permonition. You know, you got I gotta tell you about this. Listen, I got to tell you about this story. Listen about listen kiddies. <laughs> Once was a man. It, it, it it's a detective. Oh. Detective game that somehow knocked out CH. Cuz I can't hear him.
1: But like pushing oh, animals, people. No nope, problem.
0: Oh, go ahead. It was like this weird delay that happened. Ah.
1: No problem. Uh, it, well, it, it's like where you can push animals, items, people. Like, you can, like, essentially shove people, and they won't react anyway. Just play like, ow, that hurt, and then, like, not do anything about it. It's imaginative. It's creative. There's such great written characters. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's only a prologue and two episodes. And I hope this is not the end of the season because, damn, this is just, this is an awesome, awesome, de- it's like, it once again, it's like a weird David Lynchian-like reality, but just like one step out of reality where it's, ah, oh, it, it's it's so weird. Just because, like, they'll have conversations about, uh, like, Forrest kaysen is your detective partner, who is also in uh, Deadly Premonition, and there is actually a reference to him being in Deadly Premonition, but not directly. Oh, snap. Yeah, it's, and, uh, you know, he talks about how he loves clam chowder, and uh, one of the conversations that he has with you is that, oh, like, oh, by the way, uh, you know, I'm having problems with my girlfriend, you know, we moved to Boston trying to figure out uh, how to live here, but, you know, there's also some, you know, differences in terms of where we live and, you know, where we're from that, you know, has brought up a couple of problems at home. It's like, they, like these weird little tangents that don't go anywhere, but just you know, fleshed out the characters so much.
0: Sounds like Seinfeld.
1: It, 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 it's, it's a video game about nothing. Love
0: Seinfeld.
1: It's... <laughs> and you play as uh, Officer David Young, who may or may not have killed his wife. It's kind of ambiguous. The last thing your wife tells you is look for D. Like, not even, like, her, like, she doesn't even say, like, look for D, and then, like, dies. Like, look for D, like, specifically, like, the letter D, and then that's it. She dies. And so you're just trying to take these mementos and then go back in time to try to solve the murder mystery of, like, when she died and you're following a drug and it's it, that's called real blood and it's being sold and there's this guy who's got a fake glass eye who's being taken away by a US secret serviceman it's like it's so weird <laughs> but it's just so amazing it um, I recently finished the second episode uh, he and essentially it's a a very very interesting play on uh, time travel and uh, j- just like the oddities of Swery's mind, and it, it, it certainly would be a shame. It, it, the second episode does end on a cliffhanger, which I am uh, sorry to report, but it's such a fascinating uh, cliffhanger that I just really, really hope they continue into a third episode in another season. I hope this gets like 26 seasons. I hope this this, this becomes like the Simpsons of video games. and
0: yeah. it, hmm? That's really cool. Um it- it, they almost kind of they almost kind of set it up as, yeah, like a pretty much like a TV show. You know, I mean, they, they, we've we've had these Telltale games, not not really have it presented as a TV show, but come out almost like, uh, you know, somewhat. We kind of been accustomed to them coming out on a on a monthly or semi monthly basis, but they almost kind of set this up as like a actual season of a show. So we'll be back if we get renewed next season, <laughs> and then hopefully the game does well. I've heard it. I've heard it done, is done well. And and I, I I really would like to see definitely another season. I mean, I I personally I mean even it sold me right away just knowing that Sweary was working on another game. I mean, the only problem is I just don't have an Xbox One, and that and it's an exclusive to Xbox One. And I I will mm-hmm. I I mean with with all the with all the things that happened with with Microsoft and Xbox, I just couldn't see myself getting getting an Xbox uh, no, after, after all that after all the announces. So which is which is fine. I mean, it's not essential, but I I definitely would like to I would like to play it one day. Uh for sure. I, I maybe watch a playthrough. Maybe that'll be I'll be better off that way. And, and Steve Rome in the chat's asking, "You did you get this game for free? Is that for the for the Xbox Live?" Right? I did. Good, okay.
1: Yeah. I I I downloaded it as essentially, you know, Xbox 1 doesn't have a whole lot of Free games at the moment, so that was like their only choice of like, okay, what are we gonna offer? I know, let's uh, D four, and it is, oh boy, I I I knew it was gonna be weird. I did not know it was gonna be that weird. And just to be uh, just to be fair, uh, the the director and the writer is not Swary; it's Hidetaka Suhiro, and uh, you know Swari is a part of the production, and I could see a lot of his stylistic flares, kind of like how. Tim Burton didn't direct Nightmare Before Christmas, but you could definitely tell there's some influence in there. Ah. But um, you know, it, it's it's just an outstanding game. It's so weird because you have like it, it's it's like a you know, if Telltale is uh, the first half of the new type of point and click adventure games, uh, D4 is the other kind of variety where it's like a lot of clicking, but it's a lot of interesting clicking and there's like these quick time sequences, which are really fun because you have to get the timing down. Like you have one where you're trying to fight uh, Amanda, the crazy cat lady. And I don't even mean like crazy cat lady, like uh, old woman who has a lot of cats. I mean, like it's a hot young woman who thinks she's a cat. And so she like, she like licks herself. She like randomly leaves. and And like, there's, one of the first things you do is have a quick time battle with her for no reason. It's like she tries to scratch your face, and you and you just have like a fisticuffs with her. It is beyond bizarre, and I love it. And awesome. it, but, but it's not, it, you know, it it's it, it's you know, it's really weird and it's really interesting. But it also kind of has a main centered heart of uh, David Young, who loves his you know his dead now dead wife, uh, Little Peggy. Uh, who had died in, in his arms. And it's just like that is the emotional core that everything keeps coming on back to, which I think, you know, that gives it a good uh, thematic spine so that it doesn't just go off, veer off into the craziness.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm very interesting. I mean, I'm already sold in and it of itself. I mean, I gotta, I gotta pawn off some things maybe to get an Xbox One just to, just to check out that game. Um,. <laughs> yeah, I heard nothing but good things about it. Um hopefully it it, uh, it gets it gets another uh, another season to continue on the the story that uh what you said uh, ended on a cliffhanger, so hopefully that gets a, a follow up or a, some kind of resolution to that and hopefully we'll see we'll see more of it. For sure, I'm look I look forward to just just hearing you talk about it uh in the coming, mm-hmm. in the coming future if it uh comes out for mm-hmm. another season.
1: I mean you know, this is what I would love to see more of because a lot of notable games of release on not just the you know this current gen of PS4 and Xbox One, but of the 360 and the PS3. A lot of them are very safe. They're not. Af- they're very afraid to do the really weird stuff. And this is why I'm so glad that you know everybody who is currently working on this game, Access Games, uh, is just working their butt off to make something so delightfully odd and it's like it whether or not you like it or not you can't uh you can't deny that it is something that you've never seen before
0: very cool very cool i mean speaking of something that we haven't as the opposite here we haven't seen or we have seen i mean it can go either way Mm -hmm. i'm just saying i'm just speaking i'm just speaking my mind and not making sense but i bet i played uh (laughs) I played uh, the, the the new episode of Game of Thrones. I'm not sure if you if you're caught up on that or have been playing any of the Telltale Game of Thrones games.
1: I have. I have been playing Game of Thrones, but it was uh, I downloaded it on the 360, which means there's a lot of graphical and audio weirdness transitioning between scenes. But um, uh, yeah, I played the second uh, second episode. It was pretty darn good.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I would say it was uh, it was a little bit. A, a, a little bit better than the first one. It, it had there's some more things going on, and then it continued. You know, pretty much where the the first one left off. There's uh, you know some implications on uh, you know some things going on with some of the the family. You get you, you follow some additional characters. I mean, it's pretty much following the format and formula as you see uh, in a Game of Thrones show or the books. So, you know, so you're 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 controlling and following multiple characters. Of yeah, about four, three or four characters. uh an episode, and and you know your actions uh, on, on on one character may affect uh, another character's storyline. It kind of it kind of goes through that aspect. So mm-hmm. you know you know as it's, it's, it's very story heavy. So it, I don't I'm not sure if we'll get into much detail, but you know it will it's pretty much continue on from the first episode. I, I I you know I give it a thumbs up. Second episode is pretty good, yeah. and looking forward to that to that third one. Uh, other than that, I I haven't really been playing anything else really anything nothing new. I mean, I revisited uh, the Walking Dead season two and the mm-hmm. and, and Wolf Among Us uh, the first episode. I introduced that to my girlfriend, and we, we, we I've been watching her play that. And it was really interesting to see how that the uh, Walking Dead season two <laughs> ended. I just like that. I like the direction they're taking with. Uh, Having multiple endings, and also see, and also really interesting to seeing how they handle the multiple endings uh, in the coming season uh, of *Walking Dead*. Next, next season, I, I, then I look back on it, there were some really there were some really good moments in it. I wouldn't say it's the yeah. mm-hmm. is the strongest as the first one. I mean, the first season was really is really hard to live up to, but I mean, it it did oh, yeah. it did good for for what. It, what what the story they told and also just based on the, the success of of the first season, so it was it's a worthy successor to that first one. It's not the strongest, but I I liked what the the story they told and how they decided to go about the ending as well. So I'm interested in seeing what happens after that, and I mean and still off among us, I gotta say that I mean that first episode, ooh, was phenomenal. Yeah.
1: They, I mean, whoever wrote and directed that game, props to you guys. You guys knocked it out of the park with, I, I genuinely prefer the first season of Wolf, Wolf Among Us to the first season of Walking Dead. It's, you know, they're both great stories, but I just love Wolf Among Us just a little bit more. And Telltale, you guys just are writing up a storm. Congrats, guys. You guys deserve every amount you know every sliver of praise you get
0: yeah they're, they're they're great they're really pushing the boundaries on on that medium and uh on the point and cl- almost like the point and click uh point and click adventure game of the the new generation it's not the the one not the typical ones you normally see but you know they're it for what they do it's it's really mainly focused on you know just just storytelling and 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 some interesting little uh interactions and involvement in affecting the outcome, which is really cool. That's it's not, mm-hmm. it's like something. It's something that other devs attempt to do, but haven't been done it. Haven't done it really well. Uh, David Cage. That's what I'm trying to trying to reference.
1: David Cage.
0: That's what he. That's what he aspires to to get out of out of his games, but uh, mm-hmm. they have not. They have not have that same have effect. Not. Just the writing yeah. out there. Um, pretty. That's pretty much it, man. I mean, there's. I've, I've had interest in in checking out some. Oh, actually, now that I think about it, I I, I did play a couple of hours of uh, Resident Evil HD, which is in and of itself is, is so so weird to even explain it because <laughs> it, it's it's a remaster with better textures and uh, better lighting. Uh, pretty much just be- beautifying the the, uh, the 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 remake of on the GameCube that was no the the rem it was a remaster of the remake on the GameCube that is a remake of the first game.
1: Man, we need new terms. Yeah. We cannot just like be saying remake, reboot, re sequel, remastering. And it make any sense anymore? How cr- how crazy is that?
0: It is it is crazy, but I, I'm, I'm digging. I'm digging what I've been playing. I just I like the I like the old school uh, Resident Evil games. I, t- I like the the tank controls and just uh, the 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 very uh, inventory management and also just not relying on autosaves and actually just having to uh, rely on 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 your wits and skills to survive the world of Resident Evil to get to that save point. And then you're you're questioning yourselves. Like, I'm the kind of guy that saves a lot in games, so it's very it's very tough for me to play it because I, I save a lot, and you're very limited on ink ribbons that you have to use to to go to the save points and and pretty much type out on on a on a you know on a type on a typewriter to save your game. So
1: limited resources.
0: It's very limited. It's it's pretty much yeah, just 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 pretty much how the the games were designed uh back when they came out in the the early to late 90s there i mean there were some would say they were made to they were made uh designed that way and also maybe the limitations of the of the software and hardware at the time but uh whether whether that be the case or not it it certainly makes for a unique and and different way to play a game so it it, you know it challenges you on that level and I'm, i'm i'm enjoying it so far uh I've, I never, I never played the the original Resident Evil or or the remake on the GameCubes. So, uh This is this is all new to me, which I, which I like. It's, it's, I'm sure people are getting a kick out of playing it already. Already that they may have already played it, and it's all all nice looking and such. And this and there's so much custom ability as well. You can you can play it how it was intended originally. Like you can play it. Uh, <laughs> Tank mode, tank I heard. mode, yeah, tank mode, or or just uh, our analog is more simpler, uh, fluid, modern controls uh, than you would normally get. There's so, there's so much different uh, types of controls you can you can do. So you can choose from a whole set of different controls depending on how you like to play your games. If you're if you're into that weird fancy thing of of shooting with the square with the square button or the or the X button. On, uh, on the Xbox, you know, the, you know, Deadly Premonition did the same thing, to harken mm. back on what we discussed. It was, it was weird. The aiming was like the right trigger, the aim, and then the A button oh, was to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> that,
1: that's a weird point. <laughs> like that was a very interesting transition.
0: Yeah, it took a while to get used to. That may have been what turned people off at the time, but once you get the hang of it. It ain't. It, it was. It almost became second nature, uh, anyway.
1: I mean, Resident Evil is one of those games that uh, instill terror, especially with its creeping atmosphere. It's you know, it set up its world very slowly and very deliberately and very carefully. And even if it's a little bit corny, it's still quite an impressive feat of atmospheric horror.
0: Oh yeah, the atmosphere has always been the appeal for me. Uh they, they, they nail it so well. Uh and, and just and also just have it having it being in like very indoors and secluded. I mean the, the limited just a great the map design it it does backtracking well, not like other games where backtracking backtracking gets a guess a it's a rough rap, but it, it it can be done well. Backtracking. It's almost like yeah. that it's almost like the Castlevania. Or Metroidvania kind of, kind of design where you end up going back to previous locations yeah. with more yeah. expansive knowledge than what you didn't have before. The the continue to, to continue your journey and making that experience back to that location even even more and uh even more different than than originally was before. So I'm digging it so far not sure how much much I play of it I mean it was just it was pretty much a game for me to play to get over that slump of not even turning on my PS4 not because it's not a great (laughs) console it's just there's not a lot of other other games I'm really interested in playing there's very I got to that point where it was a dry spell it was a dry spell I was like damn there's nothing on nothing on this PS4 I mean I know I should be playing some games on my 360 because I have a few that I bought but never played Mm -hmm. I have some unfinished titles like eh <laughs> I just like I just I just didn't want to bother. So I mean, I'm, I'm primarily right now just waiting and figuring out what to play. Maybe maybe check out Grim Fandango.
1: Ooh, yeah. I have been looking forward to that one. I hope uh it's worth all the rave reviews. I haven't that's one of the only uh that's one of the only uh, Tim Schafer games I have not played yet. So uh, I've heard nothing but good things
0: about it. Yeah, it's very, very, very cool. I mean, it's on PC, uh, and the and the current consoles as well. So I'm, I don't think it's on Xbox One. I think it's only no. it's PC, PS4, PS4 and PS4, Vita, uh, PS Vita, and then PC. So PC may be the route to go on, on that one. I think it's available for Mac. I mean, if it's Google. available for Linux, it should be available for Mac. <laughs>
1: It, if it's available for Linux, it'll be available on my uh, TI 83 calculator.
0: <laughs> yeah, I look forward. I look forward to checking that out. Possibly, it's only twenty bucks, so I may, I may get it soon. If I, that's a thing because I wanna, I, I wanna, I wanna purchase certain games, but I know to my heart of hearts that if I buy it, I, I probably won't play it to completion. So I, mm-hmm. I, I gotta. Nail down my priorities on what I'm gonna play and actually finish. So I'm I'm gonna that's one thing on my list that I'll that I'll get to. But I'm, I'm just primarily waiting for 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 Bloodborne to come out.
1: Ooh yeah,
0: which is PS4 exclusive. It's pretty much
1: spiritual successor to uh, Dark Souls.
0: Exactly. He took he took the words right out of my mouth. C H. Mm-hmm. It's uh yeah pretty much. A spiritual successor uh, of Dark Souls. It you know, made from the same developers that made Dark Souls. Uh it's kind of set in this kind of Victorian gothic looking uh Gothic uh looking setting. So it's pretty cool. And it's it's got guns and, and I think uh they they think they have shields in there as well. So it's there's a lot not entirely not entirely too far far too far from Dark Souls. It's got that. It's gonna have that same mentality for sure. It's gonna be hard as hell and and unforgiving. But um, <laughs> it, it, if you persevere and and you and you got the skills to be patient and and learn character uh, animations and such and know your way around, I think you'll be good. That's what I always liked about those games. They're very, very challenging, but not impossible to beat. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then The Witcher Three, which is Oh, Witcher. Witcher. I love the Witcher universe. Yeah. I love everything about The Witcher 2. Mm-hmm. So much that I, I you know, I purchased the books and there's there's some comics out there of The Witcher. I mean, I'm I'm in enriching oh, myself. There's yeah, there's some comics there's some from Dark Horse, I think. There's Ooh, The Witcher, they're
1: picked up those license. Yeah, they got
0: the Got the license for that. I just, I'm, um, yeah, I'm enriching, enriching myself with that lore, just prepping myself for The Witcher Three, which mm-hmm. is looking to be quite the promising game that uh, you know all we RPGers are always looking forward to. You know, this giant, giant map and just overarching storylines. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Seeing what happens. And Tywin Lannister. Tywin Lannister, yes. He's <laughs> in the trailer.
1: You'd, I yeah, the Witcher Three does look awesome, and I like the fact that kind of a little bit like Dragon Age Inquisition, where they're expanding the world out to the point where it's like, wow, this is looks like an open world like Skyrim, but they actually have a really thought out, well planned thought process about where everything is and how everything is going to kind of connect together.
0: Oh yeah, it's not it's not just there for for fluff. It's actually going to have a whole lot of a lot of content and areas to explore which is which is very good not a lot of not a lot of games have that they have they have the the you know the they have the discussion and and, and gimmick on having an expansive world but really there's not much to do in that expansive world sometimes it's just a whole lot of like fetch quests or collecting like items yeah. and, and crap like that or bird feathers like assassins creed it's like no yeah. that, that ain't what i'm looking for
1: if I get get all these bird feathers will I get a flying machine nope your mother just gives you a hug Uh, that's nice but
0: that's your reward
1: a motherly (laughs) hug (laughs) like I can get that from my real mom come on
0: that ain't no reward (laughs) witches don't need no hugs
1: (laughs) witches don't need no feathers they
0: need some booty
1: (laughs) plowing good booty
0: yeah, so I mean, it's not it's not too far off in a few months. I
1: I think this is going to be like the first wave of games specifically catered towards uh, the next gen or new generation with a specific emphasis on like okay, now we've got the the technology under our control, now we can really take off, like with uh, Witcher Three and Arkham Knight, um, Scalebound, uh, Bloodborne, all those fun games.
0: Uh, i'm excited for for MK. I was i was catching up on some of the m k x the some of like the obscure characters and also reminiscing on mortal Kombat four that was like the first one i played <laughs> on the on the playstation it's like my first playstation game and i remember i remember the death screen was pretty cool like the continuous screen you know it was your character mm-hmm. falling falling endlessly uh leading up to his death on like a a bunch of uh, pins. <laughs> if you don't hit the continue,
1: of Ooh, those are great. It's really cool. I, I, you know, I was thinking to myself, I kind of wish there were more uh, characters from the Mortal Kombat universe that they haven't got to yet. And then I realized, no, no, I don't, because a lot of those characters are absolute crap.
0: Yeah, most. There's yeah, that. most of them are. I mean, they were just they're just there for like. For fluff and also just expand, just to say that uh, hey, we got a we got a new characters and maybe a, maybe a somewhat bigger roster. But they, some of these characters are were ass.
1: I would like to meet that one person in the billions of um, of human beings who likes to play as Cobra from uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, Deadly Premonition. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry, Deadly Alliance.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, was, there's was so in- it Deadly Alliance?
1: It might have been Deception.
0: I'm not sure. I mean, I haven't played all. I haven't played all the other, other There's Mortal Kombat just releases. There's so many
1: crap characters.
0: There, there were some cool ones that haven't made an appearance. From they were they were from Mortal Kombat Four. I liked, uh, I liked Fujin. It was like this. You could oh, yeah. this Wind character, and, and then uh, so 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 on on Rico. He almost kind of looked like Nightwing. Uh, yeah. in Mortal Kombat Four, and and Shinnok was pretty cool, cool looking.
1: Well, they they tease Shinok at the end of a uh, MK9, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he may be in it. I was like,
0: hmm? he he may be in it, so who knows? And they and then you they, know, I, they gotta go ahead and and you know they gotta go ahead and, and bring back Goro again. God damn it! Ugh.
1: It, I mean, they they they're you know. Fortunately, Johnny Cage seems to have survived into the next round, or at least to some form of extent, which is new for the series. And uh, you, you know, as long as they have Scorpion and Sub Zero, I'm a happy man.
0: Yeah, Steve. Steve says uh, Goro is DLC, so you oh, can skip out. Uh, that's probably uh, that's that. that's just probably the even if it is DLC, that 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 DLC usually always comes with the game when you buy it new. Yeah. So it's not really DLC. It's just like it's just like an extra bonus for buying the game. Mm-hmm. So Johnny Cage is not coming back. What Steve Cassie, says. Cage. Cassie
1: Cage. She got she got her mother's special ops uh, talents and her father's ability to punch people in the groin.
0: I mean, two two of the two of the most important skills in any any MK game, if you ask me.
1: That's how we that's how we got uh, Osama bin Laden. Just to just ask any of the Delta Force members. That's just incredible crotch hitting ability. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean that's a, that's another one out there in the horizon. Mm. I mean, I I primarily would like to I would like to see a new Splinter Cell game. I'll say it Oh day yeah. Out day out. a new a new uh current gen Splinter Cell game would be Phantasmagoric.
1: Mm-hmm. And new uh new uh, of a new Agent 47 game. New Hitman.
0: Oh man. Speaking of Hitman, the i don't know if you've kept up on the i mean probably i mean i know i have in some to some extent uh there was a trailer released for the new hitman movie
1: i heard about it i have not seen it uh
0: you should you should check it out i mean don't i mean don't go don't go out in a hurry to see it but i I, i'll tell you my opinions on it uh i did not like it Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's pretty much it um yeah, I mean, it it pretty much is what it is, man. I mean, I've given up on video game movies to be to be any somewhat decent at, for mm-hmm. for a long time right now. So it is what it is. I mean, the the guy that they have uh, playing Forty Seven, I'm not too familiar with him. I think he was on on Homeland. That's all I know him from. But uh, he, no. he, yeah, I just he, I just don't see him as the character, and, and I think they could have been better off just. Maybe, maybe just saying he's he was somebody else. Maybe another clone besides Forty Seven. He just doesn't look. It doesn't look like Forty Seven. Like they look like. It looks like um, uh, <laughs> like they just shaved his head. <laughs> yeah. like he should have gotten
1: Danny Trejo as uh, Agent Forty Seven. Hey, he's oh, like, watch no, it. I I am I'm Agent Forty
0: Seven. <laughs> I'd watch it, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not not too promising. I mean, I I should, for say say some some folks uh, say what you will. I I did like I didn't mind uh, Timothy Oliphant's uh, forty-seven. I I I didn't mind that original yeah. first movie. It wasn't uh, exactly what I what I pictured for for that movie. I mean, the only problem with that That's movie, yeah, the only, the only problem with that movie was is the the plot was a little bit a little bit weird, a little disjointed. But mm-hmm. other than that, I mean, I mean, it was pretty. It was somewhat somewhat faithful It was entertaining for what it was Mm. um i I primarily would like to see more of a uh, kind of a moral approach to 47 i could see them i could see them taking the storyline from hitman 2 where he goes into seclusion and and you can also have that element of him questioning his existence or morality because he's pretty much just uh a guy raised from from a test tube to be pretty much engineered to kill and he does he's been really trained to not have much emotion or attachment so that, that in and of itself could could you know yield some interesting storylines for for a movie to have that mm-hmm. have that aspect and also him being like a necessary evil because most of the time most of all the people you kill in the games are, are morally more I guess uh, objectively or maybe subjectively are morally more evil than 47. 47 is just a, a hired killer, but he's killed some other people that are just they have done a whole hell of a lot worse than than he has. They are just maybe maybe just maybe people yeah you would say it's, yeah I would have missed that guy <laughs> if 47 killed him. He's a kind of a son of a bitch.
1: I I think a lot that that would require a studio to purchase the rights to a movie which would be a lot of money and put their faith in a writer and director who would be more inclined to do a more philosophical or emotional story rather than an action movie to get back their money, which is the really inherent problem with a lot of video game adaptations where it costs so much money to get the product that they want the the greatest number of butts and seats. And so that you know, there. That's why I'm afraid of the Assassin's Creed movie, even though it has Michael Fassbender attached to it. That's why I'm afraid for uh, the Splinter Cell movie, even though it has Tom Hardy attached to it. It's just, it's very worrying about uh, you know, just kind of the, because there hasn't been, unlike you know, superhero movies, for instance, there hasn't been like a steady uptrend of quality. It's kind of been like. Oh, okay, it's stagnant, 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 stagnant. I mean, I would still venture that the best video game movie is still Mortal Kombat.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, I mean, as, as as cheesy as it is, or and you know how it came out in the in the nineties, and that was kind of the time where they 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 would put anything on screen in the nineties. <laughs> but it, it, it has it, begun. <laughs> but honestly, yeah, I mean, it was probably the most faithful adaptation of those. I mean, it pretty it pretty much it. It pretty much kind of got you into the mood of, uh, you know, how the games play out. I mean, they, they structured in, in a way where, yeah, I mean, I could see this happening. Mm -hmm. Um, It's pretty, it's pretty straightforward to the games. But, yeah, I mean, you're, you're pretty much right on the money on that. uh, Some of these video game movies that they've been putting out are, yeah, very, very heavily, uh, action focused and to think that the action is what gets them, gets them in the seats. But, yeah, I mean, I really would like to see, uh, philosophical approach to uh, a hitman movie there's there's been there's been quite a quite a few instances of that in the games and i would i would love to see that in a movie i mean there's there's definitely can be it can be done it could be even maybe it can maybe even be oscar worthy i would say i mean yeah in my
1: hands it's you mean i i think there's so many properties in video games that tell really excellent stories that just uh, don't get the appreciate a don't get either don't get the appreciation they deserve or B are adapted very poorly. Yeah. And one of the reasons why, you know what, what I will always love Gore Verbinski for is for when he was trying to do, to adapt a Bioshock movie, he told the studios, I am not doing this PG 13. It's either R rated or I walk. And they're saying, listen, we're not going to put this much money into a project and have it be R-rated because that's a risky gambit. and They said, "Fine, then I'm walking, and I'm not going to do it." And so, you know, to, you know, he kept true to the uh, source of the story. And so, I, I, I'm, I would be more happy that they waited for the right opportunity to make. That, well, the, barring, of course, if for if hit the next Hitman movie is not good, that I would rather that they wait and just like get a good a repertoire of. Uh, good video game movies as a you know a standard out there before trying again.
0: Yeah, I mean it's only a matter of time. Oh yeah, I forgot Steve. He said uh, there's still that uh, Deus Ex movie as well.
1: Yeah, done by um, uh, the guy who's doing the Doctor Strange movie and uh, Christopher Cargill uh, from Spill.com, who's Spill.com doing the writing. Fame.
0: I don't know. I, I I'll never get over what he said about the Lion King so many years ago.
1: Communism and uh, just the worst.
0: I was like, dude, I mean it's just a it's just a kid's movie. Come on. <laughs> you don't need to look so much into it. <laughs> I mean it symbols just symbols symbolizes like just a kid, you know, is rebelling, man. He's not he just wants to be king.
1: Come on. It's Hamlet with lions. You don't need to make it into like <laughs> the Lenin's like o- magnum opus.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's the one thing that always stuck to me uh, on my mind every time I think of Carlisle. I always mm-hmm. bringing up upon the communistic message of that.
1: <laughs> he's also writing uh, Doctor Strange. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah, they they picked uh, that director. He's working with for the Deus Ex movie as well uh, as well for directing Doctor Strange. So good luck to him on that.
0: Yeah, I mean there's that and that's pretty much it. I just wanted I wanted to get my my thoughts out on 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 the Hitman trailer as it <clears throat> as I just saw it today. Uh yeah, I'm not 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 too not too interested in seeing it. I'll probably probably catch it on on DVD. It is this, yeah, it's very it was very from that trailer it was very uh very action heavy. Uh, like i said i mean there's there should there could be there could definitely be so many different approaches that they could take with that character in and of itself to tell really interesting uh interesting stories that make you think about morality and uh the yeah. uh, you know the necessary evils and all that all that jazz
1: you know what i love in blood bunny is that one scene of him Spoiler alert! I don't know if you don't want to be spoiled about it, but like he just kills that one, was like bellboy or like delivery guy who's just like who just delivers him a message, but it's like it's so confidential. He has to kill him yeah. in his bathroom to make sure that he does he doesn't tell anybody about it. It's like that's like that's that's so cold. I haven't seen any other character in any other medium do something that just absolutely heartless.
0: Yeah, I that was, that was, that was, a. Good, I remember that scene too. Uh, I mean, he he kind of, 47 did, did kind of the same thing as well in the original games back on like the PC. I think it was either, it might have been like Hitman Contracts, which is like, it was a remake of like the original game that came out on the PC, which like, it was so, it's so outdated now that they mm-hmm. remade it for like the PlayStation. So remade, you know, we remade it with the kind of the same areas and, and locales, but it there was a there was an inspector that that uh, was after forty seven that found out about him. I mean, there was like some kind of mole in in the agency he worked for, and and pretty much he pretty much kills him because he knows too much. And you know, the the guy wasn't the cop, the inspector. Wasn't really a bad guy. He was just doing his job. So it, it's pretty much it goes down to goes down to the bottom line of his code to eliminate any anything that may implicate him or the the company he works for pretty much uh mm-hmm. yeah and then and also the like
1: modern-day samurai
0: yeah and even also steve brought up here as well I Even mean, even at the end of the game too you know you kill the you kill the pastor and pretty much everybody at that church and they were in the reporter It, it was just he <laughs> was just that reporter's at the wrong place at the wrong time
1: Oof, and they and they don't just make it Uh, like extra characters, like they actually flesh out these kind of innocent tertiary characters of just like, Oh, this is very interesting in terms of what the kind of journalist wants and, and just the, uh, and just, and just like everybody who's surrounding him at the time of the uh, funeral, the mock funeral, shall we say. And I mean, it just, he's not afraid to kill crippled men in wheelchairs. Let's, Let's just say that
0: as well. Oh yeah, that that was, damn. I mean, that was that that was like. I mean, not to, I mean, not to be biased, which is which is which is that's what is going yeah. on. As I mean, but the the ending of that game, that the the, the kind of the fake ending where the credits roll, and, mm-hmm. and if you you can let it roll, and he'll he'll be, he'll be uh, cremated. That's what pretty much what they were, uh, wanting to do with him. Cremate his cremate his ashes and. Keep his bone bone marrow in some in some capacity to to create some new forty sevens, new new uh, killer clones, uh, and sell them off. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's there's that fake that fake ending where if you click on the sticks, it, he'll he'll rise back up and then you start shooting up the place like, "Hey, I am alive." <laughs> that was so cool. Like surprise, motherfuckers! That was so cool, but it can also be it'll also be hard too like i i got lucky because i i got lucky and it'll be a really cool conclusion to that because that 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 part you can you can really easily die because there's so many guys there and you gotta you gotta just time your shots really well have good aim at at that you have to like grab the priest and use them as as a as body armor and (laughs) and shoot at least like five guys and just run away and, and start shooting nothing. Like, don't worry,
1: priest. I know God will protect me. And just, like uses his body as
0: <laughs> as armor. Yeah. That it was it was really cool. I mean, there's also like there's some so many funny glitches out there where you can you can get the the guy in the wheelchair to follow you and then you, he'll you run down the stairs and he and he'll actually fall and die <laughs> because he fell off the wheelchair <laughs> and down the stairs. That's the funniest death I've ever seen. That's like the <laughs> that's like the, this, that's like the this, really funny dark humor that I O has got just mm-hmm. just that in and of itself was so so damn memorable
1: i, I look forward to whatever they do next with the hitman franchise because even with absolution they really continued that really dark humor dark writing and but just creative characters and situations
0: for sure for sure so yeah. Is there anything, any other, any other games that you've been playing or that you, that you want to talk about? Uh, I have. I th- yeah, I have a question from the last time we recorded that I didn't get a chance to read from Twitter uh, after we ended it. So I, we'll, we'll probably get to that one. And then also, if if anybody else in, in the chat room wanted to ask us any questions before we signed off, yeah, it's it, be, that'll be more than welcome.
1: You got it. Um, w- the only other one that I've been playing that uh, the other one th- that was on my backlog, which was uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order, and I that this one caught my interest particularly just because. Oh man. This was being done by a developer called Machine Games, who are essentially an assembled group of people who worked on um, on Starbreeze for uh, the Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay game, as well as The Darkness. So that really got me interested. And it's essentially a, uh, you know, I've been researching and trying to figure out if this is a sequel or if this is a reboot, and it's kind of feeling like a reboot of the Wolfenstein story arc, where you play as B.J. Blazkowicz, who is this just meat-headed, Army uh, soldier who's trying to take down uh, the Nazis during World War II who have somehow advanced weaponry and you 're trying to figure that out one thing goes to another and you're put into essentially, essentially a coma for sixty uh, until 1960 and you and you get put in that coma at around 1945 and in this alternate universe, the Nazis have won. And you're trying to find a resistance. You're trying to find your squad. And I have to say, this is surprisingly one of the most poignant war stories I've experienced in the last 10 years. Where it actually, like, yeah, the overall Nazis are portrayed as, like, okay, they're bad, and the big bads are really evil and despicable. But they do, it's kind of like Inglorious Bastards, where they actually or a band of brothers where they flesh out the Nazi soldiers and they make them actual real human beings. And it's just, there are just these moments where you wish that it's just, it's just this mental disc, not disconnect, but just suffering. You're experiencing by saying like, okay, these guys are going to kill me and I have to save them to make the world better. But I know that they're human beings and it's just a fascinating just dynamic of seeing your side and how they suffer and kind of being motivated by that and just how well crafted these characters are and seeing the opposite side with just this big hulking maniacal evil that has a surprisingly amount of benefits. You'll, you'll see why in in the game, but it's good. It's a good story. There's no multiplayer, but it's, um, it's that old style, it's kind of a mix between the old and new style of a first-person shooters, because there's health packs, there's um, linear levels where you just go between places, and it's kind of indoors, And but there's also new stuff like uh, sprinting and rechargeable health to an extent. And uh, and also uh, the unlimited inventory, where you can just like carry six different guns, and they never explain why. So uh, it, it's definitely a good game, and I recommend it.
0: Yeah, very. it's a that's a very cool game. That was one of the that was one of the early games I bought for the PS4. I haven't finished it because like I got to a point where I kind of got stuck. It was. I mean, it's very it's very yeah, like you mentioned, very old school first person shooter where you just you're very, uh, you're very you're very limited on health to some extent. there's you have to manually grab health items. And I just, you just can't really walk over them. Yeah, you got to go you got to go old school and just pick them up and while while you're getting shot like by 20 Nazis. So it's very <laughs> very, you know, old school to that effect and you know, dual wielding guns and, and mixing up your <laughs> dual wielding it's it's insane. Uh I like it. It was it was cool and I I didn't expect much from it. I thought it was just going to be like this very very like kind of nod to old school first person shooters that really didn't have much of an interesting story but they actually did put in some effort to really flesh out like you said the the aspects of war and also these characters so they they did a good job from what i played i actually i actually may finish that now that we've talked about it because it really it really was really cool what they did and just interesting how some some choices you make will have some affect as to what levels or locations you may go to. So I think they're two different... You'll get two different uh, missions, I guess, from what I've heard, depending on what you choose as some of the choices that you get. I don't think there's much choices, but there's, like, one in particular that will affect your path in a way. Not the story, but just, I guess, the the level path as to what you'll play. It almost reminds me of, like, The Witcher... Yeah, <laughs> where you get like a different path and a different location you go to, but it'll it'll still it'll still end up tying things to the same, the same ending. But it's like how you get there, and, and in one aspect how it will, will be different than the other, which was which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, it's all kind of about who in the world you choose to side with in certain cases.
0: Exactly. So, other than that. Any anything else there sir?
1: Uh nope. that's all for me.
0: Okay. So I I yeah, just got a question here and also one from from the chat here. I, this will probably be quick, but I haven't can't particularly I can particularly answer this, but uh Steve Stevea was asking uh what are you, what were your thoughts on the ending for Dragon Age Inquisition. I guess without getting into too much detail, but I guess what you what was your Initial thoughts you know, upon completion of Dragon Age Inquisition.
1: I kind of wish... I mean, they ended the main storyline pretty well. And I like the the ending and the resounding success. And But they have a little bit of a cliffhanger and teaser. I don't know if it's for DLC or for the next game. But they definitely have a story thread that's not finished. Um, and part of me wishes that there was more... Hinting towards that, but then again, if there was more hinting towards that, then it would have been a little bit more obvious. And this was a surprise, so I would probably say I was pleasantly surprised on this one. Very cool. uh What
0: about you? I haven't played it. That's why. <laughs> that's why Steve Steve was asking, just particularly you. What you th- What you think of? It? I haven't played Inquisition yet. I, I'm I'm probably I. Probably will one day when it when it maybe goes down in price. I I am the kind of guy that would like to play the first one and kind of go from there. I know there's there's a lot of hours to invest myself in, so I mean I'll I'll eventually get to it one day because I, I really like Bioware and I haven't played Dragon Age, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. So oh I, man, I'll, I'll you
1: you sure. will love it. If you love Mass Effect, you'll love Dragon Age.
0: Oh, I love it. Then I just I, I have the first <laughs> one. I just haven't. I haven't uh, gotten the the will to go and play it uh just quite yet but one day one day that'll be one of my one of my backlogs to get to get back to so <laughs> yeah one of the other questions I had from from last week was was from mr conviction and he was asking uh should yeah. should there should there be a should there be a spot in the olympics for for gamers should should you be should you be able to get a gold medal for gaming now, this has been kind of the kind of the questions has been asked before in the past, uh, primarily to kind of the legitimacy when it comes to gaming as maybe considered some kind of sport. How say? To, I would say to some extent, it should. I would say. I mean, not everybody could be good at every game. Just because it's a game doesn't mean that anybody could just uh, go in willy-nilly and play it. It does involve. I know. I mean, some skill for sure. Some games more than others. Depending on the game, I would say I, I would consider. I would consider it being some kind of Olympic sport to some extent, especially fighting games. Because I, I have a terrible mm-hmm. memory at remembering combos. So I mean, that in and of itself could be considered an Olympic achievement for me.
1: I, you know, I, I'm not sure. Just because if you can do. I don't remember what the name of the sport is called, but you essentially you're on skis for the Winter Olympics, and then you have uh, the the rifle shooting, and then you go cross country skiing to the next location. It's like, listen, if that could be an Olympic event, then surely, uh, you know, a Tekken fighting game can surely be considered a. I mean, you both sweat in terms of like how badly you want to win, and you know, I, I would definitely say that, that I would take that over. I don't know, maybe figure skating or something like that, where it's like very interpretational points. Like, why not just like have a Super Smash Brothers? I'm sure I'm 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 absolutely certain that there would be more people interested in Super Smash Brothers or a Halo multiplayer event than um, than a lot of like interpretational points of like, okay, oh that was a really good run. It's really too bad that we don't have any uh, objectional object objective ways to give these people merit in terms of like uh, points but we're just going to go interpretational so yeah long story short yeah I, I like to say, yeah, why not but let's go with that just because it, it certainly can't I mean they haven't exactly raised the high bar in the Olympics
0: right right so yeah that, that's pretty much uh, all the questions we got we got a last minute submission we got six minutes left in this recording session so we'll uh, yeah we'll answer this one quick from steve in the chat uh you got it. since marvel is doing good stuff with their with their movies should they do the same for video games i mean for sure i mean i i definitely would be down for any good marvel game which has been oof it's been a long time i can't remember the last good marvel licensed uh video game in, in a long time but yeah i mean it also kind of go kind of come down to developer making it and also the publisher. I, I can't say that Marvel has too much of a huge control on that. it's just, I, I guess, I, depending on who owns the license and what they want to do with it. It's ultimately up to, like, the publisher, you know, how that's going to go down, mm-hmm. and also, like, the, yes. the studios, you know, for the movies, which, which Marvel is doing that. So pretty much to keep it short, I would say yes, I'd like to see that be implemented in, in the movies as well. Rocksteady Spider-Man. That's a good suggestion, Steve.
1: Yeah. I, hmm. It's it's a very confusing thing that they got going on with the Spider-Man video games. I don't think Beanox has been the best developer in terms of quality. So let's give it to somebody else. Uh, maybe the guys who did Prototype. But um, I'm thinking... Uh, you know, I would like to see you know, kind of like with Ark the Arkham series for Batman. I'd like to see them embrace the weird stuff that they can't put in the films, just because it's a little too out there. Like Killer Croc, like you're not going to see Killer Croc on screen. You're not gonna I'd, like. I would love to see them focus on like Mysterio or you know, Craven's Last time. Like not not be afraid to get weird with their video game stories. And I would love to see them to put as much time and effort into that as their movies, but there's only so much you can ask for. The last great... I mean, the last, like, really, really great Marvel game that I loved was uh, uh, besides... Hmm, Marvel vs. Capcom was fun. I don't own it, but uh, the third one was very, very fun. But I'd say Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That's a re- that was a really fun game.
0: Yeah, especially those cooperative top-down... Uh, games are they're always fun it's been a while since we gotten one it'd be cool to see another maybe a resurgence of that uh, for sure so thank you for the questions Steve thank you for uh, checking us out live uh, yeah we're, we're gonna keep hopefully we keep this going I, I like the 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 interactions we have as we as we do this live so it would, it's definitely going to be something that for sure we would definitely want to do again uh, I think you know the the way that this has been going so far, and in, in terms of like the the hour limits we get, we just you know just taking a break between that. I think it's pretty good. So yeah, I, I would, yeah yeah like to, I love this one too. Yeah, for sure. I like to just yeah, thank everybody else for submitting their questions, and um yeah, this has been episode one hundred and fifty-eight of Bloody Thumbs Podcast. As as we mentioned before, and we got two minutes left. As we mentioned before. um, Check out, uh, check us out on the BGB.com and in iTunes. And you know, we're on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Splinter 47, and CH is at CH underscore Gorog. Uh, t- check us yep, out. Yep. I mean, check out the think about the free trial. I mean, it's free. It yes, please. Anything just go to audibletrial.com slash bloody thumbs. Uh, if you if you just go in there and sign up to get your get free audio book, that's going to help us out as well. Um, you know, we'll we'll get a we'll get a nice bonus from that, and that'll mm-hmm. help out with uh, the show, in many ways. Whether it be maybe equipment that we we may need, or just you know just help us uh, get some money for for giveaways, which is something help we'll fund reasons exactly. So, other than that, I want to thank everybody else for for tuning in and, and checking us out on the download. If you couldn't listen live, that's cool. That's why that's why there's the download available. And yeah, that's that's about it. Any any final words there, CH?
1: Um no, just I'm um, looking forward to spending another terrific year with all of our wonderful listeners.
0: All right. That is that's a great thing to wish mm-hmm. for. It's uh But yeah, other than that, uh take it easy folks. Um we'll see you again on the next one and uh we'll, you know, I'll keep you all informed on and we'll do another live episode, and uh, yeah, just follow me, follow me on Twitter, and uh, you'll you'll know when the this will be up, and and we'll be all be good. So take it easy, folks, and uh, see you on the next one.
1: Bye, bye, everybody. Have a good night. <laughs>